I'm back again, and I just am uh, back in the same old place that I don't really want to be. Welcome to Chico Hunter's podcast. Oh boy, did I, I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts on, on Anchor yesterday while I was at work, and um, I really thought way back in, in a podcast that I made a long time ago, I was talking about how, I don't know, a little maybe intimidated I was about how there are so many podcasts on Anchor, and also, I haven't looked, but, I mean, I haven't looked in depth, but there's four or five other platforms that are uh, have availability with this um, podcast making apparatus, but you know the thing I'm getting at is there are so many podcasts that people are making, and uh, I thought you know like the featured ones and the top ones that are featured or the trending ones rather. They, they look really polished, and some of them have, like, a real topic, you know, generation generator kind of a host that has ideas or things that they want to teach you, somebody who wants to teach you how to bake cakes, you know, on YouTube and ends up having a million followers or something, and the next thing you know, she's fucking a guest host on some cooking show. How stupid is that? But um, going through these podcasts, I was just kind of randomly looking and seeing what people have been up to. And I found one or two that were more than, oh, I mean, I only found a handful that were making more than two episodes. A lot of them I clicked on were just blank. They had zero episodes posted. So I listened to a few of them. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now that I don't remember, remember offhand. Oh, what was one of them was? Uh, ignorance, something ignorance. I don't know. It was some black guy. It was pretty funny. Some of his stuff was pretty good, talking about the Simpsons and, and the one scenario where he was in his car talking about California drivers. Uh, right, let me, I'll, look, I'll try and look back up at what I was... Random ignorance, I think it was. I don't remember the, the guy's handle, but it was, it was a pretty good, a good host of a podcast. Another guy was from like uh, North Carolina. It was just like a freaking wannabe pastor bumpkin. He sucked. He was terrible. He just loved to hear the sound of his own voice. Not quite as much as me. I mean, yes, more than me, I should say. He liked it more than me to hear his own voice because what I noticed was he had a a topic. He talked about the topic, and he would just keep rehashing it over and over again, just keep going back around and around in circles, talking about the same thing. In this instance, it was talking about... When when somebody says that they're a jack of all trades and master at none, but he kept saying trip trick of all trades. And he's when somebody tells you that there's a person who is a trick of all trades, and that person is misinformed because that term does not hold water. It's pretty funny, but. Because he just kept saying, so when you hear somebody saying, trick of all trades, and trick of all trades, he said it like a million times, I swear to God, trick of all trades. And it's not trick of all trades, it's, it's jack of all trades. I mean, maybe it's a regional thing, but I've always known it to be jack of all trades and master of none. A good point that he made was... If somebody is a husband, a father, a grandfather, uh, like a a car salesman, um, a pastor, an electrician, a plumber, all of those things, 
I mean, that doesn't mean that he's a master, he's a trick of all trades. It just means that he's intelligent and he's, he's doing his due diligence to provide for his family, kind of, so to speak. Uh, I guess I, I, I missed the point just a little bit, but uh, just because you're, you're like a mother, wife, and a daughter doesn't mean that you're a trick of all trades. You're just a person. That's what people do. They, they do what they have to do to get by in life. Um, I really hope this is recording. I better check it out. Another thing is... I really wanted to get back to doing some background music in my post. I don't know how I did it the first time, but I'd like to do it again. It really would, because it adds something. It brings something to the program when you do that. Right now, I just have intro in and out, which you're going to be hearing, because I'm, I'm, I'm really like that. And then lastly... Yeah, on, a, on a legit podcast uh, called Big Words I Know by Heart by Tom Waters, who is a relative of mine. So I, w- I went and looked at his podcast, and it's it's totally polished. It's got he's got cameras in the studio and guests, and I mean, he probably even has people calling into the show. He's freaking not a single thing is 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 neglected he's got all you know all burners on he's got it's, it's, it's like no fault because it's, it's flawless this show is flawless and that is not what we're doing here on anchor we're not having we're not just gonna have a show that looks like some kind of Rush Limbaugh wannabe clone show. Clone show. That's what it was like. It looked like a Rush, if you wanted to be like a Rush Limbaugh kind of setup scenario. Sure as hell are a lot of people in their basements and garages and sheds who are broadcasting shit. And I'm sure nobody's listening. Nobody's listening to this one. I think that's kind of sad. I mean, for me, I'm basically just talking to myself. It feels good to get things out there in the open. Um, Open for discussion, so to speak. Yeah, so I mentioned that I was looking back at some older podcasts, like the first one that I did, and I mentioned in that podcast how I have a wife who does a lot of stuff for me, and I've been moving away from that, moving away from having her hold my hand through, yeah, because it sucks. She's, she ain't my mama, and so... You know, I try to do things for myself these days, but yesterday I kind of relapsed on that a little bit because I was trying to get, uh, you know, because I know that most of you are following my my ins and outs of every single minute of my life, but I was trying to get my tablet going so I could start doing this podcast on my tablet, see if maybe there was a little easier way to navigate through the uh, sound and editing and stuff, and it turns out not really. But I was like, had to come up with a password for the Anchor app so that I could log in. All I needed, I, you know, download the app, and it's an Android device, so I had to use like Google Play, which I couldn't, I don't know how to get like Google app to work on an Android device. That's why I rely on my wife because she's good at that stuff. You know, it doesn't really have to do anything with her education in visual communications. But for some reason, she just kind of can do it. She's, she's, 
thinks her way through it and figures it out. She's gotten less patient over the years, too. Um, but yeah, I was getting frustrated because I needed the password for the Anchor app. And we have, we don't fuck around anymore because, you know, Trent, you know how many passwords we all have? All of us, you and me, the listeners, have passwords like crazy. You don't want to use the same password for every single thing in your life. So you have a few that you kind of shuffle around and use for different things, but you're never going to remember them unless you write them down. So we have a book. We have an actual password book. She had one a long time ago, which I don't, I don't know what happened to it. But we, we got two new password books. So that we can write down passwords and we're not just looking around for, we're not just entering passwords hoping that we get it right, because that hardly ever happens. Um, so I go in the password book to find the password for Anchor, and of course it's blank. There's nothing, that, there's no password written down for Anchor, which frustrates me. To no end because you know better. It's like when you come up with a good joke or a good story or a song that you want to write, you, you need to write it down right away because you're going to forget it. If you try people have notepads and, and a pen and pencil on their nightstand next to them in bed because you have an idea you write it down that way you don't forget it um same with these passwords if you don't write them down right away then you're not going to remember what password you used and then when you need it it's, it's going to be like a caps lock issue or a, a capital or a alphanumeric thing or you're going to enter with a space, you're going to put a space in there where a space doesn't belong and it just frustrates me a lot when that happens so that's what was happening in this situation and so I had her really rescue me from that so um what the hell was I talking about? So even though I say that I used to really rely on her to help me with lots of things, especially IT type things, um, I, I try to just I'm trying to learn, do things on my own. But yesterday I fell back on that. I fell off on that. That's unfortunate. So I just gotta keep focused and not allow myself to backslide into being a little bitch. Because if that happens, I'm gonna look at myself and be like, I'm a little bitch. And you know, that, it's emasculating. It's like you're emasculating your own self. And I'm just gonna be like, fuck it. I just don't wanna be with anybody. And then who knows? It could lead to a whole big downward, downward spiral. Alright, the other thing was that I listened to, this was another reason why I was trying to get stuff on my tablet. I also downloaded a, like a GarageBand app. Because on the Big Words I Know by Heart podcast, which I started listening to the other day, and, um, you know, another IT issue was when I click out of that video, it's a YouTube video, where I was listening to this episode, which is probably like episode 1 million, um, it, it cuts off, and it turns off, you know, once, once you screen out of it, it goes off, not like Sirius XM, where you're listening to the radio, and you close your screen, it still plays, I like that. That's what I want to have happen with everything. Like, keep playing, 
Let me turn off my screen so I can save some battery. But when I want it off, I'll turn it off. But um, just kind of just segue into this. That big words I know by heart is Tom Waters' podcast, which I said is very polished and looks really nice and great. And he has everything just perfect on there. But here's why. He's been doing it for years and years. He's been doing podcasts since before it was even, like, during the time when podcasts were kind of new and nobody did them or listened to them, he was doing them. So he started a long time ago, so that's why his podcast looks so great. But on his show, there was some dude, some Buffalonian, talking about um, how he actually, when they were discussing how he got an Oscar for a soundtrack that he composed for somebody he knows was doing a film, either by PBS film, I think, about um, like sexual assaults that happen in the military, like in, I don't know, something about women in the military who get assaulted and stuff like that sexual violence in the military or something like that. So he came up with the soundtrack, but he did it from his fucking phone while he was in a casino gambling. And he used a garage band app to do it. Now, obviously, he's got a lot of musical knowledge from his repertoire. I heard he's, in, he's been in multiple bands. And the latest one, I remember, was, was called Only Human. And that's the name of their band. But, you know, I think bands are a lot like these podcasts. Like, who the hell is going to... Nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to buy your album. You just... If you're not coming out of Hollywood, just I don't know. The biggest band that ever took off near me was Goo Goo, Goo Goo Dolls. They're from Buffalo. And also, uh, Better Than Ezra, I have to say. Better Than Ezra was one when I was young where I actually knew Ezra's kids. <laughs> Ezra was a University of Buffalo professor, and I went to school with Ezra's kids. The band, Better Than Ezra, was named after this guy who I don't think I've ever met. His kids were really great. His kids were fantastic people. Hopefully they've done well in life. Probably they have. So, there you have it. Um, Trying not to be a little bitch. Doing things for myself, by myself, like a big boy. Got my mommy holding my hand, and also starting to expand my use of the Anchor app in combination with, um, I don't know, some, maybe Google Jam something, I don't know, some GarageBand type app, because I like segues, I like music, and if this dude could win Oscar, just dicking around on his phone in his free time while he's gambling, and I think it's worth a try. I'm not saying it's going to lead to anything, but there's only about a couple hundred songs I've been trying to write over the last 20 years. Maybe I'll be able to get them down on paper electronically. Okay, so uh, there's performance anxiety going on, damn it. There's a there's a stalker nearby. Someone who I don't know. It's annoying me. You're in my space. <laughs> so it's the perfect opportunity for another. I'd love to have a commercial. I'd love to have a commercial, but I'll just take a musical interlude break for now. Thank you. Be back in the gif.
Got a hang up on them. He fucking hates smokers. He straight out said it. I heard when he was, Whoa. Eating, when he was walking out there. Oh, I hate smokers. Oh, I don't like it. I wish he was gone. Oh, alright. You do know that three of your department heads are smokers, right? Yeah. Your entire center store department lead is a smoker. Smoking. Me, Kurt, Mary Lou. <laughs> Smoking was made for people like us. Yeah. It's the old, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the old, like, board of executives, you know, people get together and uh, ch chat about business while they're in the back smoking. It's always been the way. Smoking. Yeah, I'm alright with it. My job already knocks about ten years off my lifespan because I'm not supposed to be awake in the middle of the night. Yeah, I did research on that one. So my rhythmic sleep is all fucked up. It actually affects... That was just a little unsolicited uh, commentary. And do whatever I can to get somebody else's voice on here, if I can. So there's that. Not very interesting, though. Um, what else? What else can I talk about? Oh, what did I do yesterday? Well, I kind of <clears throat> blew off my sponsor again. I just don't really want to get a little tired of having to call every day. Maybe I don't want to. I don't know. But I should. I'm supposed to. Kind of messing up a little bit here and there. Get off track. I don't want to get off track. So, I'm doing a lot of podcasting today because, and yesterday because I don't have anything else to listen to. I'm going to go ahead and publish this, and when I get home today, I will be taking a nap, leave my poor kids to have to fend for themselves, as usual, for a few hours. But I gotta get them in the pool and swimming. I feel like so bad that my daughter has a cast on her wrist, and it just is one more thing that makes me not want to have to deal with the swimming pool because not only do I have to quote unquote I open the pool it means that I have to take this net I have a net on the pool because we're safe we don't want our kids to drown and I don't know like, how much longer really I have to do this the kids are pretty responsible enough even though the youngest is six I don't think I have to be so concerned about them falling in the pool and drowning. They're not babies anymore. So I don't know how, you know, how I want to handle that. Per like, really what happens is I have this net goes on the pool. There's like 30 grommets around the pool that I have to undo and then roll it up every time and you know I always think oh should I just leave it open you know because it's a hassle especially when it's 109 degrees outside I just don't sometimes I don't feel like doing it but I always do I always put it back because I think that the one time I don't do it is going to be a problem So there's not only that, now there's this, this cast, which I have to keep dry. I have to make sure it doesn't get wet. Uh, so, 
and I, I don't really think I can. I don't think I could keep her from putting her arm in the water. She just is not gonna. She's not gonna do it. I don't know where this goes. Yeah, she's not gonna be responsible enough to keep her arm out of the water. And she's already kind of proven that. And I don't know. I think just because back in the day, I used to be able to put people in the shower with all kinds of central lines and wounds and dressings and stuff and, and be pretty sure that nothing bad was going to happen. You know, it's funny, every single... Not every single, but a lot of times there'd be a patient that would go have surgery or have a procedure, get like a central line or a shunt put in or something brand new, and then immediately what they want to do when they get back to their patient room is they want to go in the shower. And that's the time when you say, "Uh, no, really the, the protocol here is that you cannot just go in the shower right now. You have to keep, you have to give this thing like 16, 18, 24 hours to kind of set, you know, kind of form a layer of protection, a natural layer of protection to heal up slightly before you even risk putting it in the water and shower. But man, people always want to push it. Back surgery, neck surgery. I want to take a shower. And you're like, no, 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 you cannot take a shower right now. You're not supposed to get it wet. Well, I'm not going to get it wet. Well, oh yeah? How are you going to not get it wet if you're in the shower? And so a lot of times I would give in and let the patient do what they want. When you're a nurse, sometimes you got to let the patient do what they want or else they complain. Patients are just like any other consumer. They don't get what they want. put up a big old stink. They get annoyed. They get pissy. So you end up having to make, let them do what they want, even if it's not in their best interest. you got to make sure that nothing goes wrong because it's your ass. But um, what's, the, what's the term here? It is uh, live, not live and learn, but I don't know. I don't know. You learn, you learn from those experiences. And, you know, if I had known that I was going to fuck up my next career anyway, what the hell am I being so careful about? You know, I did a lot more damaging stuff to myself just by being a, a user. So I, I messed I mess stuff up a lot worse than, than I would had I just damage somebody's new surgery and letting them take a shower. You know, I took a lot of risks and I, and I tried not to make mistakes, but after that was all said and done, I made, like, erroneous, I just made horrible mistakes that were just blatant, you know, just, when, when you're addicted to those narcotics, you think that nobody's going to find out. You're going to get away with it. And I swear, nobody really... You, you can't get away with it. You're not going to get away with it. There's no way to function and use at the same time. You're going to get caught. There's no way you're going to not get caught. That's what happened to me. Yeah, I really thought that I had it all under control, but it got worse and worse. Okay. So, yeah, so I'll go home and I'll rest. Hopefully the kids won't 
be too difficult with anything. They're going to be good for me. And it's boring. These poor kids. It's summer. I thought it would be good enough just to take a nice vacation. I took Seamus to Costa Rica. My other kids took a trip to Ohio with their mom. With And aside from Pearl getting her arm cracked, you know, everything was pretty good. And that was our summer vacation. They had an experience that took a week out of their summer break, you know, to kind of literally break it up so they wouldn't just be sitting around the house doing nothing and God, they sure make messes my daughter takes items out of the pantry and she plays she's got a great imagination but she wants to play with things and she likes to make cards and write little books staple them together like stories but she leaves her crap all over the place. I'm glad that we all came back from our trip because um, I really want to guide these kids in life and, and show them that I care and teach them stuff and support them in their future. The only thing I don't have any control over at all is, is school. Every uh, time I drop these kids off at school, I, I get an anxiety attack, a mini, well, not an attack, but I get, you know, I experience anxiety because of the, the climate, this gun climate that we live in, this threat of violence that is just ongoing in our country made worse by what you see on social media, Twitter, oh my god, my Twitter feed is, is very polarized, I hope that nobody looks at my Twitter activity and says that this guy has no business working in the government or anything like that, because, um, you know, I, I like things that people, people talk about that are anti-conservative. You know, I, I support a neoliberal attitude in a lot of ways, and um, but the gun climate it gives me anxiety. So it's the only thing that I stress about now. Before I was stressing about um, this trip and flying and sharks and crocodiles and my other kids flying and me not being there to keep them safe, which in this case maybe had some sort of uh, impact in the, in the uh, fact that I wasn't there to help keep my daughter safe from injury. I don't know if things would have been different had I been there, but I had a real fear that something bad was going to happen. I had this foreboding feeling that the plane was going to crash or Seamus and I were going to get munched by a shark or sharks, especially tiger sharks, because where we were, there had been a semi-recent incident with a tiger shark that killed an executive for this woman. Um, just killed her. She probably bled out or whatever, but she was attacked by a tiger shark while on a scuba dive. She was probably spearfishing, I'm guessing. But that was enough to scare me. I was scared that something awful was going to happen and that I wasn't going to be able to have my family together. So when I got back home from the trip... I was so relieved and so happy to see everybody. And then 10 minutes later, the two littles were arguing and fighting and hitting. And like all the stress that was relieved from taking this nice trip all came back. Just came right on back. It was as if I didn't have a relaxing vacation at all. But the truth is, I, I am very happy that I'm home and everybody's home 
everybody's relatively happy and healthy and I can just continue guiding them and teaching them and protecting them and showing them how to live clean because <laughs> I'm sh clean I say clean because I bet they're probably going to end up with the same sort of genetic predisposition for uh, addictive personality that I had and have <clears throat> I, I pretty much expect it so I, I just want to be there to help them get through that you know without killing themselves I don't want any of my kids to overdose and die, so I got to keep an eye on all of them. I think Pearl could very easily become a nurse. I think any of my kids could easily become a nurse because it's not difficult. The only thing you have to remember is don't kill the patient and don't steal their drugs, and you will be just fine. And that is advice that I did not. Heed. That sucks. I wish that I had uh, done a better job with that. Nurse Sherry or Cheryl, I think it was Cheryl, mentioned that. And uh, that was probably the first time I thought about using drugs when she said that. At the time, I wasn't. And I was new nurse. Doing fine and very conscientious, <coughs> but she said, yeah, "Don't kill the patients. Don't kill the drugs. You'll be just fine." Well, I didn't kill any patients, uh, but I, I did not heed the other part of that warning. Stole not I. I stole their. I diverted the the remainder of whatever drugs that they had. And I explained this before, here and there, that, and, you know, it always comes off as some justification for, you know, the fact that I, I didn't hurt anybody and I didn't steal anybody's drugs. But the fact that I mention a lot of times is that when you have prescriptions for people who are post-surgical and they have uh, availability of just a laundry list of narcotics to use for their pain management and you know, that, that ranges from like morphine all the way to uh, hydromorphone hydrocodone hydromorphone yeah, so long I'm even forgetting the names of these drugs but they would say for example the patient has a an order that you can give them two milligrams of a drug <clears throat> and you go to the, the med dispensing machine and you get a vial that's four milligrams so what you do is you take you take um, the two milligrams and give it to the patient as it's ordered so the patient doesn't lack for anything. They get what they're supposed to get. And, you know, as far as they know, you know, they're getting what they're supposed to get. And that's, that's good. That's what you want. You want them to feel good and have, you know, relief from some of their pain. But then you have these two other milligrams that are left over. And what are you supposed to do with them? You're supposed to waste them another nurse you basically you throw them away and I I got to a point where I just wanted to know what all the commotion was about because I was a uh, medical surgical nurse for a while and that's when you see patients coming in from off the street homeless people and drug addicts who will do things like say that they have chest pain just so that they can get a shot of morphine because morphine is a vasodilator and, and can relieve the symptoms sometimes of pain of a heart attack and so they'll actually lie and say I'm having chest pain I'm having a heart attack and then the nurse or the doctor will automatically order 
give or order morphine as part of the protocol. <clears throat> so people will lie just to get that morphine hit. So as a medical surgical nurse, I saw a lot of people just lying about their symptoms and their diagnoses and just making shit up just so that they could be admitted, just so that they can get drugs. Then they get admitted and next thing you know, they can put on an even bigger show and uh, which necessitates even more drugs and next thing you know, they're in the hospital for like three weeks, develop a... It's called a nosocomial infection, an infection that's acquired in the hospital, and then they got to get treatment from that, and they'll get some painful procedure to deal with whatever that is, like a pick line or something, and then they complain about that pain, and it just snowballs. <clears throat> um, so, you know, I got to a point where I'm like, hey, I, I'd like to know, what's what's the big deal with all this stuff? Why Why is it so desirable? What are people, why do people want it so bad that they're willing to lie and make shit up and, and put on some big old production? So, yeah, that, that was the first mistake. Just the curiosity killed the cat. I wanted to know what the big deal was, and so I, I tried some fentanyl first. And I don't, I think I, think I might have gotten a little bit of a, a buzz from it. Maybe, just a small buzz. And it didn't kill me. Got a small buzz from it. I thought it was kind of good. And then I tried it one more time, and after that second time, there was no turning back. No turning back after that. It just, it just grabbed, grabbed a hold of me and just never, ever let go. So I'm dealing with that even now. I am on my knees putting freight on a shelf for not much more than minimum wage. <clears throat> because, yeah, I was, after I was a medical surgical nurse, I, I moved up from that. I did get a job that was a lot more prestigious in that it was post-operative people that had surgeries like knee surgeries, orthopedic stuff and neuro stuff, even urological stuff, which I love. And they uh, would have pain after surgery, so their surgeons were all about pain management. They didn't want to get called in the middle of the night for somebody saying they're in pain. So what they do is have these big, long protocols saying that they can have this, 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 that, and the other thing. And even if I didn't have what I wanted ordered, what I learned was that I can just take whatever I want and nobody is going to be any the wiser. Nobody had any accountability of where these drugs were going, which is interesting, I think, and it's worth me having expertise in that area to say, hey, I know that there are loopholes in the system, you know, having been there, here's what you should be looking out for, here's what red flags you should be having. <clears throat> so yeah, so, so uh, I didn't withhold medicine from anybody not even one time the patient always got what they were supposed to get never stole their drugs not even once but there was so much left over that was intended to be wasted that I, I just figured I want to try it and <clears throat> once I realized that I was addicted I could just take as much as I wanted, whenever I wanted. It's the only benefit of that type of drug addiction as opposed to street drugs is that I didn't spend a penny on drugs. It was all free. It was the best possible, cleanest drugs in the world. They're all administered with brand new needles every time and you know I just 
never had to worry about getting hepatitis or HIV from sharing a needle with somebody. I didn't have to worry about giving myself a, a hot shot by accident. <clears throat> Even though the amount of fentanyl that I would take at times would be enough to kill somebody today. You know, like a normal person would die from the amount of fentanyl that I took on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, the point is, I never, I never withheld the medicine. Just, it doesn't really mean shit to anybody to say that. That's kind of irrelevant. So if I bring it up, I have to be aware of the fact that most people would just be like, okay, so what's your point? It doesn't change the fact that you went you went the wrong way here. You did something you weren't supposed to do. You knew it was wrong. And, you know, I'm not a hero for... I just... <clears throat> I guess, in my opinion, it could have been worse had I just used all of their drugs. In my, in my active using, it's like, hey, there's enough to go around. There's some for you, some for me. One for you, two for me. Which I think is the way it does end up working out for a lot of addicts in that setting. That's probably where that all came from, the one for you and two for me attitude. Even the Sim- Simpsons, when Homer was, and I got a, some drugs from Dr. Nick, and Dr. Nick said, and one for the doctor. And my son and my daughter, they've all seen that on TV. And, you know, that probably makes them think a little bit about addiction and drugs and I don't know. They're in trouble. They're going to have a hard time. I know they're going to probably start with cigarettes and uh, talk about a gateway drug. They're, they're going to get addicted. And I just need to be there to, to kind of get them through that. And I want to be able to be open and honest about my experience, but I don't want to do that from a place that I'm at now. I want to be able to do it with, uh, you know, like from from a, a a better place, you know, where I have a little more um, credibility, a little more credibility before I go telling people about stuff. And I imagine that what I'm talking about right now is coming off very, very quiet very quiet and there's probably a lot of background noise trying to work even though I am making shit money I do have to work hard so let me take another break and gather my thoughts I might come back and I might not because I, I need to get moving I am falling behind. I got half an hour to do a bunch of work. So we'll see you in a bit. I'm going to listen to this. Hopefully it's not as boring as I think it is. But let me get one more musical interlude and then I'll probably get a goodbye session going in a minute later. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's, there's a town called Dildo. Well, that was that. 
I am behind. I didn't do all that work I said I needed to do in a half an hour. It's just amazing. Amazing that people get paid so much for doing so little. And uh, I don't. I'm just kidding. I'm not the only one in this situation. But man, it, it really sucks. It sucks. And now I'm trying to find something that I can't find. I don't have time for. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go home today and I'm going to do my best to keep my kids from killing each other while I take a nap. Like I have any control over that. And, and, damn it. So yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try and get some rest. And then I want to play around with that music app that I had going on. It's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's neat. I like it. It's worth, it's worth, uh, oh Jesus. It's worth uh, the trouble of trying to figure it out. I just... Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know how it's supposed to work exactly because they only give you a couple little bass riffs and drum beats and stuff to work with, and I think you gotta pay to play in app purchases, you know, that kind of thing. I can come up with a little more music. The weird thing is that you, there's parts where you can sing into the microphone and come up with lyrics, and that'd be great. I'd like to do that. But you know, you know, with me, my, my performance anxiety will kick in even when, when I'm at home. I don't really want to embarrass myself. But. All right, so we'll see how that goes. I uh, wish I had done a little one more uh, interlude, but I didn't. So I'm just going to end it for now. I'd like to listen to some other podcasts tonight just because they're kind of interesting. Maybe I'll come across one that is actually worth listening to, but I'm not going to prescribe, subscribe. I'm not going to listen to the idiotic ones that are featured. I really, really don't like people just acting like they know everything, you know? Come on. I don't want you to tell me how to, how, you know, all this financial stuff, and you're so great. You know, don't tell me, financial wizard. You think you're so great. You know, a lot of those podcasts are things from people that, I've said this before, they're people that have never been smacked down by life like a lot of us have they have you know very charismatic you know they have energy they're confident and for me that kind of translates to arrogance I know what it feels like to be arrogant and I've been arrogant and then shit happened and I am no longer arrogant I am defeated. Totally defeated. I don't really have a lot of self-worth. I don't have an identity. My identity is shit. And it's uh, emphasized by the fact that I am just made to suffer at this moment. And I can't. I thought I was kind of trapped before. I still feel trapped, just not as badly. But this is getting... This has already been done, gotten old a long time ago. I'm over it. Totally over it. Okay, so not to be like old North Carolina guy who doesn't know when to shut up. I'm going to shut up, and I'll talk to y'all later on. Bye now.
I see Steve over there, so I went ahead and did one more segment because I think he probably wants to chit-chat. <clears throat> so we'll just see if you know we can catch some gold. Golden showers. I think Frank Zappa had a song called Golden Showers. You know, I wonder sometimes what Frank Zappa would think about today. Like, the, the Me Too movement? <laughs> what do you think about? He would totally wear a shirt that says Town Me Too. Get one made. Found me too. It's a hashtag, not a pound. Yeah. Bang, bang. On the floor, baby. He'd probably have a shirt that says P O U N D, me too. What the fuck is this? Damn it. What's up? You got egg problem? No. OJ problem? Oh, shit. You know, they see how he stacks the eggs up real fucking high in front. You're not supposed to block the prices of the other eggs. And besides that, it's oh, yeah. ghetto anyway. The, the large ones were like that, too. Hmm. I hate that. This is counting on somebody to come in and snatch the first two cartons. And then, oh, the first There's the first, like, five. six or seven cartons. No, there's two behind it in the B spot. Oh, Jesus. So wait, uh, oh, okay, never mind. See you later. Yep, I'll be here. Uh, yeah, so that was a little uneventful. Uneventful, yeah, yeah, I don't know, he's, I know he's got more in him. Guy's always got something silly and stupid and juvenile to say. But he's my best friend, the best friend I've got here. I can uh, count on him, you know. I don't ask him for anything much anymore since I stopped smoking. Because, you know, that's kind of what brings friends together. Sometimes it's just a common interest. Um, but, you know, either way, at least we get to work together. That works out pretty good, actually. We at least get to... Um, interact and shoot the shit once in a while on the job. That's good enough. That's probably a good way, you know. I did learn a little bit about friendship, and those are very important relationships. Unfortunately, I don't have very many, if any. I don't really have any friends. That is a... That's a... uh, um, call it not a side effect but it's a byproduct of moving across the country from the east coast to what is essentially the west coast you know that's that's where you grew up so that's where most people are still living which is weird for a couple of ways a couple of ways because dude they're still there and they're still, you know, how can you be satisfied with just being in the same neighborhood you grew up in, you know? That, that's a really easy way to end up living at your mom's house, I think. But anyway, I, you know, I did want to bring up Frank Zappa. I used to listen to a lot of that. When I was younger, yeah, yeah, dental floss, uh, wet t-shirt contest, I think that was my favorite, wet t-shirt contest, that's why sometimes when uh, we get a lot of water, I even said it tonight, we're pulling pallets of water off the truck, I'm like, here comes the water, (laughs) it's just so funny. You gotta look it up though and listen to it because it's yeah, just. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that. One. It's just it's just kind of like a commentary over like a beat. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about this. Well, group. you can't have this, but if you're an American citizen, you are entitled to a heated QBT pool. Microwave oven. Don't watch a food cook. That's a song by the Tubes. What do you want from life? He just goes through this whole. Oh. Shit. 
And then when he gets to the end, his voice gradually gets higher and higher. Las Vegas wedding, a Mexican divorce. A solid gold chemistry becomes about four. Baby's arm holding it up. <laughs> Random stuff. It's fucking hilarious. What do you want from life? Down, down. Well, you can't have that, but if you're an American citizen, you are entitled to. Yes. I used to know all the words to that song, because it shit just goes on and on and on. And well, you can't have that, but... Well, in this song... It sounds like a game show guy. It reminds, it reminds me of this one thing I saw on Daniel Tosh, on Tosh 2.0 or whatever. Where he was looking at an app called Fiverr, where you pay somebody five dollars to do like one thing, and they paid one guy who was like a he would take anything that you have, and he would voice it over as if he was calling like a racehorse, like a horse race, like yeah. coming in first is around the corner, it's don't care no smoke, you know, like that, like really really fast, and he he gave them a recipe of making meth. He's like, do this like a horse race for five bucks, and he did it. It was so funny. He's like, first, you t- first thing you gotta have is these two, uh, two empty, two liter bottles and two meters of polyethylene. So first, you pour the methylene chloride into the container, and it just gets faster and faster and faster. He's getting to the end. I saw a friend of mine had a book on how to cook that. Yeah. Scientific formulas and everything in this book. It was about this thick. Wow. Yeah. Well. So what? You gotta blow yourself up now, or what? <laughs> no, man. I just didn't. No, you can't. You can't blow yourself. You can't blow up your kitchen unless you have like a a three-year-old toddler walking around in a diaper nearby. But the thing with the the wet t-shirt contest is he's he's describing the the girl and the, what's gonna happen and what they're there for and he goes into describing the t-shirt and he's like on this flimsy co- semi cotton like undergarment it's just a really big description of the t-shirt itself without saying t-shirt and uh, instead of saying boobs he says mammalian protuberances. <laughs> <laughs> It's just great. The guy was a genius. Ah, so boring. Maybe uh, I can upload that, but you know that's from a different time. It's from a different time when those kinds of things were really, really funny. And you know, talking dirty and doing dirty stuff is funny. All right, we'll have fun with those eggs. Oh, I think it's not fun. Oh, I know you mentioned that. Looks see, and then you know it covers up the numbers. So you, well, I know what I know that goes there. But you know, if you were somebody new, filling in and this shit's covered up. What are you gonna do? This fucking like somebody file just, that shit. File it. That sounds made up. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. And Hey, what are you doing anything at home? Are you working on any projects or anything? Kind of. Like what? Lots of lots of scorpions. Uh, I killed them. I came home yesterday and I found a claw picture just from here. Whoa. So he ate the rest of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Rambo, he loves them scorpions. Oh, oh, your cat got it. Yeah, he fucking eats the shit out of them. I thought another scorpion ate another scorpion. They probably do that. Yeah, so far I've had. Shit. A lot less than last time. Yeah. But summer's not over yet. It's going to get hotter, so they'll come in. I'll take my bed and make sure none of the blankets or anything are reaching the floor. 
Well, them fuckers will climb up and get in your bed like that one asshole did. Crawled up on your chest and it looked you in the face and said, the other guy sent me up here to ask you to stop rolling around so much. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess that'll be it then. I don't know what I did with my phone, so I might have to talk about something else. Um, um, that's usually when I just kind of blank. Oh, shit. <sighs> blank out. And I don't think of anything else that's worth discussing. But yeah, he's a good dude. Heart of gold. Good, good person. Um, and, you know, kind of like watching that live cops show last night with the family. And just kind of thinking about how lucky I am. My life is as good as it is. Because... There are guys out there who think if you get pulled over by the cop, they're going to understand that it's okay if if you don't know that you're not, that you need to have a driver's license to operate a vehicle. I saw it like three times. Traffic stops. And cops like, do you have your driver's license and personal insurance? And they're like, oh, no, it's, it's in my wallet, but my wallet got stolen. Or, no, I don't have one. Um, and then they're like, I didn't know you needed to have one. I didn't know you had to have one. Well, yeah, you have to have a driver's license to drive a car. That's always been the case. And even if you didn't know that, my dad was a lawyer and he would tell me that really ignorance is no defense. Ignorance of the law is not a defense. Maybe that little tidbit of information saved me from making one or two detrimental mistakes. It could have, could have been helpful in one or two situations to say, well, I may not really, I may have done something wrong, but I do know that ignorance is no excuse and it's no defense. So ignorance of the law is no defense. Just like I know that loitering is loitering, when it happens after 15 minutes, it becomes loitering. Okay, so that's it. No more. I want to go listen to somebody else instead of myself. If I come up with anything I've got to say, I'll put it on here. Till then, thank you for listening. Nice to see you. Hope to see you again very, very soon, and good night.